See ya. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom Warden. The top stories. The transport chief says the government should take a wait-and-see approach to adjusting tolls on the three Cross Harbour tunnels. The crew of Shenzhou 14 begin their journey home, marking the space station's first crew rotation. And mainland COVID cases see a slight fall. The transport chief, Lam Sai-hung, says the government should take a wait-and-see approach to adjusting tolls on the three cross-harbour tunnels after the Western Harbour Crossing transfers to public ownership in August next year. Authorities are planning to reduce toll differences to ease traffic flow, as all the tunnels will then belong to the government. But some lawmakers say this will not tackle congestion and are calling for a lowering of tolls during off-peak hours. But speaking on a radio program, Mr. Lamb said more data would be needed before a move like this could go ahead. If the current tunnel toll structure and levels are changed drastically, members of the public may not be able to accept it immediately. Secondly, everyone knows that over the past two years we have been in the process of returning to normality, so the current traffic flow at the tunnels might not represent the true situation. Now, if we hastily set tolls based on the time a journey is made or even decide on the fare during peak hours to be rolled out in August next year, I think we should be more cautious. The China Manned Space Agency says the Shenzhou 14 module has separated from the space station as the mission's three astronauts, Chen Dong, Liu Yang and Tsai Suzhe, begin their journey home. They are scheduled to touch down later today at the Dongfang landing site in the Gobi Desert. Work at the space station has been taken over by the crew of Shenzhou 15, marking the space station's first crew rotation. Mainland authorities have reported just over 31,600 new local COVID cases and two more COVID-related deaths in Shandong and Sichuan. That's down slightly on the previous tally of nearly 33,000. Maggie Ho reports. Health officials said 4,168 of the new cases, or about 13%, had symptoms, with the rest asymptomatic. Chongqing reported just under 5,400 new cases as the megacity lifted some restrictions. PCR tests are now only needed when specified, and close contacts of COVID patients can quarantine at home under certain conditions. Meanwhile, Beijing, which saw nearly 3,200 new cases, has scrapped registration for the online purchase of certain medicines. Guangdong logged about 6,600 new cases, most in Guangzhou. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says Hong Kong must make use of its unique advantages so it can contribute to the modernization of China. His comments came a day after a Beijing delegation arrived in Hong Kong to hold talks on the spirit of the 20th Communist Party Congress. Writing on his blog, Mr. Chan said the Constitution and the Basic Law were key in the implementation of one country, two systems. The finance chief said Hong Kong would be more aggressive in developing innovative technology so it could play a greater role in the nation's economic development. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has criticized the level that his Western allies have set for a price cap on Russian seaborne oil exports, calling it weak. He said the 60 U.S. dollar a barrel cap would not be viewed as a serious decision.
It's only a matter of time before stronger tools must be used, so we are wasting time now. If the price cap had been set at $30 a barrel, like Poland and the Baltic states wanted, and not $60, we would be depriving Russia of $100 billion a year, money it now gets and can use for its war. Earlier, Russia said it would not accept the cap, which comes into force tomorrow. The Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, claimed Moscow has prepared for the move and was assessing its options. The United States intelligence director says the fighting in Ukraine has been slowing down. Avril Haines was speaking at a defense forum in California. We're looking at the trajectory of the conflict kind of going through the next several months. Honestly, we're seeing a kind of a reduced tempo already of the conflict. Most of the fighting right now is around Bakhmut and the Donetsk area and uh, and sort of a slowed down with the withdrawal of of Russia from the sort of western Kherson uh, area to the east of the river. And we expect that's likely to be what we see in the coming months. And then once you get past the winter, the sort of question is, what will the counteroffensive look like potentially in the spring? The president of El Salvador has sent thousands of soldiers and police to a suburb of the capital that's a stronghold of powerful criminal gangs. Nayib Bukele said Suyapango in the east of San Salvador was surrounded and troops had been ordered to extract all gang members. The BBC's Will Grant reports. The decision to deploy some 10,000 members of the security forces in an operation entitled Extraction by the Bukele administration was taken last week and has now been rolled out in Soyapango. Soyapango has long been a stronghold of the MS-13 gang, one of the two most powerful street gangs in the country. Under the policy, said President Bukele, the army and the police would in essence be deployed to flush out suspected gang members using high-tech surveillance equipment and a security cordon set up around the area to prevent the entry or exit of anyone considered to hold gang affiliations. A spokesman for Cyril Ramaphosa has said the South African president won't be resigning despite a parliamentary report finding possible misconduct over a scandal at his farm. President Ramaphosa's future has been in the balance since the report suggested he kept millions of U.S. dollars in cash there and failed to report it missing when it was stolen. The spokesman said allies in the governing ANC had rallied around their leader. He described the report as flawed. To sports, where Argentina have beaten Australia 2-1 to progress to the quarterfinals of the World Cup in Qatar. Graham Arnold is the coach of the Socceroos. I just hope that everyone back in Australia really respects what we've done and uh, are very proud of us as well. We took it to them, felt that we finished off well and we had a great chance at the end there to equalize. Earlier, the Netherlands survived a late scare from the United States to make it through to the quarterfinals. This report from the BBC's Nestor McGregor. For the Netherlands, advancing to the last 16 of a World Cup is a familiar journey. For the USA, less so. Knockout football meant the end of the road for one. But any fears that would make this a cagey affair quickly disappeared. The Dutch, meanwhile, didn't squander their first opportunity. Memphis the Pie blocking out the noise and dancing to his own tune. Right on half time, it was 2 0. Different goal scorer, almost identical finish. The team in orange well on course for the last eight, the USA needing a hero. And they got one on as a second half substitute, Haji Wright. Right place, right foot, right lucky, some would say. 
Searching for an equaliser, the USA's focus was on attack, but they fell to spot Denzel Dumfries at the back post. 3-1 the final score. The American dream is over. The Dutch unbeaten run stretches to 19 games. Can they go all the way? A leading Brazilian newspaper says the football legend Pelé is being given end-of-life care in a hospital in Sao Paulo. Pelé, who is 82, had surgery for colon cancer in September. He was readmitted to hospital earlier this week. Pelé won three World Cups with Brazil and is widely regarded as the greatest footballer of all time. The England captain Harry Kane sent his regards. First and, f- and foremost, you know, uh, we send our, our best wishes to him and, and obviously always his family as well. And um, yeah, uh, inspiration among, amongst our game, you know, incredible footballer, uh, incredible person. Britain's world heavyweight champion Tyson Fury has beaten his compatriot Derek Chisora to retain his World Boxing Council title. Fury, who's still unbeaten as a professional, dominated the contest from the start, as the BBC's Ade Adedoyen reports. Tyson Fury dominated proceedings right from the opening bell in front of 60,000 fans at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. At times, it made for uncomfortable viewing, as he heard Derek Chisora repeatedly before the referee finally stopped the one-sided contest in the 10th round. Alexander Usyk, who beats Anthony Joshua in August, was ringside. He holds the other major belts in the division. Fury's victory now clears the way for a matchup against the Ukrainian early next year for the chance to be the first undisputed heavyweight champion of the world since Lennox Lewis. And now the weather. Sunny intervals in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight. Moderate northerly winds fresh offshore later. The outlook cool in the morning in the next couple of days. Mainly fine in the middle and latter parts of this week. The temperature is 23 degrees and the humidity 71%. The yellow fire danger warning is currently in force. Twin the news, the top stories once again. The transport chief says the government should take a wait-and-see approach to adjusting tolls on the three Cross Harbor tunnels. The crew of Shenzhou 14 begin their journey home, marking the space station's first crew rotation. And that's the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.